Hello, 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 all you wonderful people. It is your man, Sigma Chris, coming to you live on this whatever day it is. I think it's the 1st of December, but hey, man, I hope y'all are doing well. I hope y'all are having a great day, having a great week, all that good stuff. And just thank you. Thank you so much for, for jumping on and, and listening to this episode today. And guys, if, if you find the content informative, if you laugh, if you gain something out of it, just please share it with somebody. I'm uh, trying to grow this thing. I got my numbers back um, as we get towards the end of the year here, and I'm I'm quite proud of myself, and I'm and I'm I'm proud of a lot of people. Um, I, I'm proud of the numbers that I've seen. I, I'm liking what I've seen so far. You know, I've only posted probably 12, 13, 14 episodes this year. Um, I had a plan of doing more than that. Obviously, life gets in the way. Of course, uh, that's just an excuse. I can always prioritize things and, and put out more content, which is what I'm looking for to do in, in going into 2022. And I've committed that to myself and committed that to you all. But, you know, I've, I've gotten over 500 total plays so far, which for, for me, a small guy that's just trying to have some fun and, and put out some information out there, I don't think it's too bad for somebody that doesn't regularly put out that much content. And I also found out that... Um, where I'm streaming at, I'm streaming in a couple of different countries, uh, which is pretty neat. And um, I think Canada and Germany, as well as the United States, are some of the countries that people are listening to. So shout out to you all if you're listening to this episode and you're in United States, Canada, or Germany. Thank y'all so much for for listening. I can't tell you how much it means to me that you guys would listen to a, a little old crazy dude with his tinfoil hat on here in Tennessee. So. Um, again, hope you guys are doing well. I am doing phenomenal. As I told you on my last episode, before I went into conspiracy mode and rant mode about a bunch of things, I told you all that we were taking our first legit family vacation, and I am proud to say and excited to say that it was a total success. We wound up going to Disney for a total of three days, and it was it was a ton of fun, man. And just to see my daughter's face light up because we didn't tell her. We surprised her. We drove all the way down to Orlando the night before we were going to go, and it was just perfect. Um, you know, I had spent all day driving down there, of course. We left, I think, at like 4 o'clock in the morning or something like that. Drove all the way down there, stayed at the hotel, uh, went out and got a bite to eat. I made sure that we weren't anywhere near where she would even see some semblance of Disney, right? So... Me and my wife were pretty proud of that. And then the next morning we got up, we said, hey, we're just going to go do some shopping. You know, no big deal. And my wife made these really cool custom Disney shirts with, uh, I think the first day we wore a bunch of Stitch shirts. You know, Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, that's what it was because I had Pikachu on mine. Um, we all had different characters. And then the second day we wore uh, shirts with villains on it. And I decided to wear Kronk because my favorite Disney movie is uh, Emperor's New Groove, and that's a very underrated movie. If you guys haven't watched that, definitely check it out. It's hilarious. But we went and had a great time, and just to see her face light up with the surprise of Disney World, man, that was that was worth keeping it a secret, and that's been worth uh, just, just everything, man. And we had a great time going to Hollywood Studios. We went to Epcot, went to Magic Kingdom, of course. Went and had a dinner at Cinderella's Castle on the third night. Of course, with everything going on, you know, there's restrictions and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, the kid, you know, she couldn't go hug Cinderella or hug Minnie Mouse or anything like that, which I can understand. I understand that. 
Um, but it was cool, man. We just we had a blast and just a fun time. Time just stood still. We went on so many rides, did so many different shows, so many different events. Uh, Epcot is definitely on on the list for things to do as an adult because you will definitely want an Uber by the time you get done. There's so much good food and uh, so many good places to get drinks from, you know, all around the world, right? Um, I think I had a beer in France, Germany, and Norway. And um, my wife had a few drinks as well from Italy and whatever, a couple different places. We had a great time and and my daughter really, really enjoyed it. And, that, and to me, that's what it's all about, guys. I talk about a lot of things. Um, family is huge. It's very important to me. It's It's a very, it's one of my core values in life. And I, I truly believe that, you know, a child is only able to be a child one time. And it, it's just cool, man. It, it, just seeing her face light up that third night we were there with the fireworks and then the dinner with Cinderella and stuff like that. Cinderella and Belle are her two favorite princesses. So, you know, it was it was a blast, man. And it made me feel like, you know, I was doing a good thing as a dad and as a parent. So. Um, yeah, no stress, you know, there's, there's wait times everywhere, just like anything else, which was be, to be expected. I, I want to say, you know, based off of the numbers that I saw, cause I, I do that. I, I went back and I checked how many people were actually at the park and they said, depending on which park you were at, it could have been anywhere from 20,000 to 50,000, uh, per day, just depending on where you were at and what time of the day it was. Fun fact, I will be definitely staying on the resort next time at one of the resorts at Disney. There's just so much more advantage to it. I think you have more opportunity to, to get, you know, that lightning lane to go on more rides. Uh, you have earlier access to the park, things like that. So little things like that do make up, a, a, you know, make the difference, right? Because there were probably about two or three rides that we didn't get a chance to go on. But my daughter, man, she's, she's brave as hell. She's a lot braver than I was at her age. I was like, let's go do this roller coaster. She wanted to go on the Slinky roller coaster. I was like, let's do it. She wanted to go on Terror of Tower. I was like, let's do it. My wife was all for it. And then, you know, the ride that I wanted to go on most was Space Mountain. And my daughter's like, yeah, let's do it, Dad. Let's do it. I'm all about it. And she she's a trooper, man. Like, this kid did not complain one time. I'm bragging now. I'm sorry. This kid did not complain one time. She was obviously tired. We walked probably an average of 10 miles each day. She, of course, she was tired at the end of the day, but man, just what an experience. I can't wait to do it again and just had to brag a little bit and just tell you guys that, you know, the, the most important thing is that and I'm not really bragging. I'm just telling you, to me, those three days were worth all the hours and time you put into work and saving and just trying to make a, a, a cool a cool memory, cool handful of memories with your family and me and my wife had a blast as well didn't have a blast driving home but that's because people don't know how to drive uh during thanksgiving week um one thing i will tell though is that it, it's funny to me how even at a time where you know the holidays are all about family and getting together and trying to spread some good cheer and goodwill towards people it still amazes me how people lack perspective and it amazes me how some people just, no matter what you do, nothing will make them happy. And they will always find something to be in a pissy mood. I I thought I was going to get in a fight with a family on an elevator on my last day there. 
with my family. Let me tell you the story. So we're at the hotel and we're, you know, the, the hotel has 16 floors. And I think we were like on the 15th or something like that. It's packed, right? It's a packed hotel. Now, when you're traveling, you know, you're traveling as a family, you're, you're staying for a couple of days. So you're obviously going to bring a lot of stuff. So it was me and my wife and my daughter. We're getting ready to leave. And one of the elevators go out. Now, I've got a ton of stuff on one of those little uh, one of those little wagons. You see people put their kids and put all their equipment on like during baseball season, uh, soccer season, stuff like that. It's just a convenient way to load your stuff in and out in one trip. Right. I wasn't going to make 10 trips up and down the 15th floor and then go all the way out to the packed, packed parking lot of this uh, this hotel because uh, it was a long walk because obviously Orlando, there's a ton of people there. So we finally get the elevator to open on our floor and there's already about four people. It's a family. It's uh, a wife, their daughter, a husband with a baby. Okay, there's five people if you include the baby. And we had already been waiting for about 10 minutes for the for the doors to open. And I was just going to say, look, you know, you two go down. I'm not going to try to fit this thing in here. Well, there was another lady behind us who was just like, no, that's your family. You need to go ride with them. And that's all I needed. I was like, yes, ma'am. That's all I needed. It was an older lady. She was nice. She was talking to us before. So I, I squeeze in there and I and I make sure I'm not touching anybody. I make sure that there's plenty of room still. And there is. There's probably room for about two more people. That's That's important. So we get on the elevator. Everybody's ready for the elevator to get down. And I say, thank y'all, appreciate it, stuff like that. Well, then we stop, I think, like on the eighth floor or something. And the doors open. This one lady gets on. And I tell you, the lady that was already on the elevator is already huffing and puffing. I could just hear. She's like, <sighs> and, her, and her daughter, who probably can't be more. That, you know, that's one thing. If my daughter talks like an adult the way that this girl talked, she's going to get jacked up. I don't know what it is with these kids that are 14, 15 years old that think that they can talk like they're grown. You're going to get slapped in the mouth if you talk to me some type of way. I'm just letting you know right now. So anybody that I know that has kids like that, you better get them right because if they start talking some type of way and I'm around them, oh, they're going to get popped. All right? You don't talk that way, especially in the presence of grown-ups. But this little girl's like, there's already too, dim too many damn people on this elevator. What the hell? Blah, 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 blah. And her mom is just sitting there fueling the fire. She's just like complaining that people are getting on an elevator because one of the elevators are down. Look, lady, I don't want to be any closer to you than I have to be based, of, based on our experience. But I'm just trying to get to the bottom of this elevator and get the hell out of here, right? And then finally, we get to like the third floor. We stop on like every floor and all you hear is, <sighs> it's like, dude, it's an elevator. That's how it works. It goes up and down and the doors open because people come on and they go off. It's it's not that hard of a concept, but they're just huffing and puffing. And you just hear every single one of them saying something smart ass every time the door opens. It's like, dude, it's not it's not like I killed your dog. It's not like anybody killed your dog. You know what I mean? So finally, there's a guy that works at the hotel. We get on like the third floor. The doors open. He just walks right in. He doesn't even like doesn't give it a second thought. And I just started laughing to myself. And you could tell like that family was visibly upset about it. So I laughed about it. So finally we get to the bottom. Oh, and the lady's like, oh, I guess, you know, people don't care. And the one little girl is like being overdramatic. She's like covering her nose, like pretending like she's going to die of COVID within 10 seconds. It's just like, dude, 
calm down. If everybody just calms down, we're obviously all on this elevator. We're trying to get to where we need to go. It's not that big of a deal. And the lady's like, oh, I guess you just get in where you fit in, I guess, and just making all these comments. So finally, I make it a point. I make it a point to get at the front as best as I can. And I get to the front and leave the, the thing there because I'm going to have to haul this thing out anyway. And I open the door for everybody. And I look right at this lady as she walks out, look her dead in the eye, and I tell her, Merry Christmas. And like you could just see, so you could just see the Karen coming out. <laughs> you could just see the Karen coming out. She was just like a ball of emotion. Like she didn't know if she wanted to be a smart ass. She didn't know if she wanted to throw hands. She didn't know if she wanted to be genuine and be authentic and be like, you know what? Maybe I was kind of an asshole. Maybe I should just say I'm sorry. No, because people like that, they double down. People like that will double down on their emotions when they get called out on something. And I've noticed that about people. When people get called out, it's so much harder just to say, man, you know what? I was kind of a jerk. You know what? I'm sorry. And that's something that I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I've tried to adopt this. And I, number one, I, I wouldn't get to the point where I was just being a jerk to random people on an elevator. I mean, those situations that has nothing to do with those people didn't try to beat me up. Those people didn't try to take my wallet. They were getting on and off of an elevator as you normally would. But just the sheer quote unquote inconvenience that this that the princess over here was experiencing was enough to put her in a tissy fit. So I tell her Merry Christmas. And she walks off and she doubles down because she's not looking at me anymore. She walks and she's like, Happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, all that stuff. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So it was just funny to me. Again, the perspective. Think of the situation. Number one, you're on vacation. Number two, you're on vacation with your family. That's already good enough reasons to be happy. Number three, you're not working. And number four, you're doing something that is normal stuff that we do on a daily basis, most people. You've been on an elevator before, I presume. Like, I really wanted to unpack this. I wanted to like really get to the root of like, what is this lady's problem? You know, she could have been having a bad day. She she could have needed somebody to cry, like a shoulder to cry on. You never know. I wasn't going to offer her because she was already shitty. But <laughs> you get what I'm saying? It's just like, dude, it's not that big of a deal. And it's all about the perspective, man. Like, you're on vacation, you're in Orlando, the weather is beautiful, everybody's having fun on vacation, but you want to be that person that just can't be happy. So anyway, I just wanted to share that story and just tell you, it didn't ruin my day, I had a good time. But there were some key takeaways for me about, you know, C-19 while I was at Disney. Number one, no one gave a shit. <laughs> no one gave a shit. You had to wear masks inside, which was the inconvenient part of everything else, which, you know, I'm even willing to concede a little bit. Like, okay, if you want to keep that, if you think that that's going to help you, fine. But let me offer you some things here. Dude, there were rides where we legitimately went inside of buildings and outside of buildings, and there were two-hour wait times, and they were packed. Do you think everybody was standing six feet apart? No. It was 72 degrees, 73 degrees outside. 
It's hot. People are sweating. People stink. Like, no one cared. Everybody was, like, crammed in with each other. So what I'm getting at is, like, it's it's that notion. And then also the notion of going to a restaurant. This one has always been, like, puzzling to me is where they say you should wear the mask until you sit down to eat your dinner. It's like, what? what? Damn it. COVID is not going to get me as soon as I do this act of squatting down into a chair. It's like, what is the difference? <laughs> what is the di- At what point can we just say this is all silly? Because look, look at it. Like I just gave you the example. We were in line for two hours to go on this ride. And people were just ready to get on the ride. We're all moving forward. We're all trying to get on the ride. We're trying to keep the kids entertained. All this other kind of stuff, right? Everybody's trying to keep their kids entertained. When you finally get to the ride, do you think that they stop that ride for two minutes every time to wipe it down and sanitize it? No. That would be a bad return of investment because your purpose of the ride and of the theme park is to get as many people on the ride as quickly as possible to have a good time so they'll get off and go spend some more money. So, again, I've offered you already two situations, all within the same ride. It was a two-hour wait time. We were all packed. Nobody cared. Everybody was just happy to be at Disney. And number two, they didn't even wipe down or sanitize any of the rides, by the way. I made sure to pay attention to this. My wife actually called it out. She's like, did you notice they don't wipe anything down? She doesn't care either. But it just reinforces my point here is that out of the upwards of 50,000 people that were at the parks over a three-day span, guess what, guys? It was normal human behavior. And during the time we were at the park, this is when the Omicron per CIA variant came out at the forefront of this news. And nobody cared. By the way, if you know what I'm talking about with Omicron per CIA, we can be friends. So, like, it made me happy, guys. I got to be honest with you. It gives me hope that we haven't been fully socially conditioned yet to just do what the masters tell us, right? Because everybody was there. Everybody was having a good time, even though you had to wait in line for two hours, even though you had to wear the mask inside, all this other kind of stuff, even though the kid couldn't go hug Cinderella or whatever the case may be, there was distancing in that aspect. But people were just genuinely happy to be doing something outside and having a good time at Disney. Like Disney's popular. Disney's one of the most popular places in the world. But You know, also with this, it it shines a light on a few things for me, guys, is that number one, to me, this just shows you how truly out of touch the government, both parties, they truly are out of touch with people like you and I. They, they, They don't understand the average person in this country wants to work, have a fulfilling life, have a family, have money, and have things that they want. I can guarantee you people that listen to this and other people that I know, they want those same things. A life without purpose isn't a life at all. And that's what the government wants to do. They want to take purpose out of your life. At the end of the day, through all of this, through the Omicron, Percy I-8, through the Delta. Oh, by the way, they skipped. I didn't write this in my notes, but did you notice how they skipped over the uh, the other letters in the Greek alphabet, like the Mu? new all that kind of stuff because they didn't want to stigmatize it with china it's like dude now you're just doing too much now you're trying too hard it's like 
the Greek alphabet has nothing to do, but the fact that you have that comparison in your head already from the CDD, CDC standpoint, it's already like you're already casting more doubt because you skipped over this. So it's like when John Cena apologized to everybody in Mandarin when he said, uh, I forget what it was. It was just like, oh, it's not a country because China told me so. It's like, dude, you're selling out. Okay. You can't see me because you've done sold out. But anyway, so they don't, they don't, they're so out of touch with people like you and I. And you can't even use the narrative of like race, religion, gender, sex, anything to discredit this fact. Because let me tell you, out of the 50,000 people I saw, there was every single color, every single ethnicity. And everybody did not give a crap about C-19. They just wanted to be there with their families and enjoy themselves. And it's because they choose to be out of touch, y'all. It's because they think that they're better than us. Think of this. How many times have you seen over the last couple of weeks, you see uh, Brandon and Pelosi out there. I don't have a nickname for Pelosi yet, uh, other than the drunk. Um, parading around D.C. and other places not wearing masks. It's because they think they're better than you. Because they think they're better than you guys. That's why. But I think soon, guys, I really do. I think time is in our favor. I really do. It's going to be a painful process, but I think we're going to find out the truth. It's going to be painful when I say that to those in society that truly bought into this lie and made their entire identity based on this lie. You can see that the truth is already starting to come out and you can see the pushback. It's already started with companies and now even judges saying, hold up, time out. We're, we, we're not doing these vaccine mandates for employees. You, you can't dictate to us what a person chooses and chooses not to do with their body or if they choose to take or not take the vaccine. I mean, there's plenty of reasons to be scared, but, but you should choose not to. So I, I see that and I get hopeful, but then you know, they, they probably are, are doing this because you look at countries like Australia and the UK and India. Look at India. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but there was an article that came out. Um, I got it pulled up here from Republic World. Only vaccinated people can buy groceries and fuel and other items in this place called Aurangabad. They're doing this to boost vaccinations. The district administration has come up with a quote-unquote unique solution. That's a great way of putting it. The district collector passed an order stating that only vaccinated people will be able to purchase groceries, rations, gas cylinders, and fuel in the district. The order stated that only those who have received the first dose of the vaccine will be allowed to make purchases in the district after providing their vaccination certificate. So, dude, that's authoritarianism. Is that what you guys want in this country? Do you not want to be able to go to AT&T and buy your new iPhone because you haven't been vaccinated yet? Is that truly what you want? And that's a whole other argument right there of people's blind perception of they hate capital or they, they love socialism but hate capitalism as they're tweeting on their iPhone. It's like, dude, how oblivious can you be right now? But... I will post the link in the article, as I always do, but this was approved by the district uh, collector sometime last week, and they are basically telling people, if you are not following the order, the administration will take action against those under this thing called the Disaster Management Act and Epidemic Diseases Act. 
And I think I mentioned this last time on the last episode is like, at what point can you stop using the emergency uh, label? And I think I'm going to put this up in the in, in the chat here. Um, it's been almost two years now. At what point is it now no longer an emergency now? And it's just something that we live with, right? So, but anyway, go, going back, what's funny is that there are plenty of other world governments trying to impose this stuff. And there's also a huge amount of protest happening around the world that you won't see. Because, again, those in bed together, in this case, the government and mainstream media and Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff, they're all in bed together and they don't want you to see because it's all an illusion. They don't want you to see the truth. Now, if you do some digging, you'll find out, like when the whole thing in Cuba happened, I actually got a hold of somebody in Cuba and was trying to understand the situation and they told me the truth other than what Fox News and CNN will tell you. But, like, think about it from this perspective as well. The vaccine doesn't even work. It doesn't even work. Your 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 lovely media darling, uh, LaCaron James, who gets people thrown out of the game because they heckle him. What a, what a little... Hmm. That dude. I can't wait. I hope Enos Cantor, like, sits that dude down and explains to him, you know, hey, you getting all this money from China, you probably need to shut the hell up. Probably need to shut the hell up. Anyway, he's fully vaxxed. And the dude got COVID. So, where are we at now? Where do we go from here? You know my stance. I'm all about freedom for everybody. Take the thing or don't. Wear a mask or don't. You're going to get sick either way. We're all going to die of something. And that sounds harsh. But again, look at the statistical data. Look at the analytics. You have... A higher chance of getting struck by lightning, probably, than dying of this thing. If you are a healthy individual who is less than, what, 65? If you're a healthy individual who's not overweight and you don't have pre-existing conditions like diabetes or anything like that, which again goes back to being a healthy adult, you're not going to catch this. And now the next thing is they're still trying to come after your kids. They're still going to try to push this thing down a freaking uh, mandate for giving it to five-year-olds because of this new quote unquote variant first, like first COVID didn't even affect kids. Now it's like, Oh, it's, it's going to kill everybody. Let's shut the hell up. Just leave me alone. So we're starting to see cracks here and there. And truly guys, I, I have faith in this truly have faith. I come on here and I talk a lot, but it's because I want, it's because I truly want everybody to be happy and healthy and have the opportunity to do the things that they want to do legally, of course. But I really have faith that through these little cracks here and there, like you see Fauci cracking, you see Brandon cracking, you see, um, uh, oh, hell, what's the meme? It's Kamala, whatever they call her now, uh, whatever. I think those who are responsible for this, guys, on every facet, it's truly crimes against humanity, what they've done, with shutting down the economy for trying to make you and I pit each other, pit us against each other. All of this deception, 
it's crimes against humanity. People have died. They're going to pay. I just think it's going to take some time. But I'm willing. I'm willing to see what happens. Getting involved in the community. Talking. I'd love to get y'all's thoughts on this. I'd love to have some of y'all on the show to talk about it. Give me your experience. Reach out to me. But I truly have faith that God has a plan for all this. And I didn't even get a chance to talk about it, but I really hope that names start getting dropped like a sack of potatoes in this Maxwell trial. I haven't even had a chance to talk about it. I'm going to try to pause here and see if I can add another segment so I can make this longer than 30 minutes. (laughs) All right. Typically, this thing won't let me do episodes longer than 30 minutes, but um, I hope that names really start getting dropped like a sack of potatoes in this Maxwell trial. And and before I get into that, you know, I, I talk about deception from the government and media and things like that. It's awful convenient to me, guys. And you may agree with me, and you may disagree with me, and that's fine. That the media and these bots and people on social media will talk ad nauseum about this Rittenhouse trial, which, let's be honest, guys, any person capable of critical thinking could see that in that moment, and hell, even within the context of the situation itself, the kid was defending himself. But no, they want us arguing with each other over something silly like he was a white supremacist and that he was just a murderer while they blanket while they blatantly disregard the evidence and they blatantly disregard because they want to attack people's character, they should be attacking the character of, you know, known pedophiles, serial pedophiles. And the fact that this kid had a gun drawn to his face. And hit with a skateboard. If that doesn't give you any reason to shoot somebody, I don't know what else will. But they want to paint him something like a white supremacist who, you know, only kills white people, you know, conveniently enough. I mean, I just had to shake my head. Are you kidding me? Now, I'm not completely lack of empathy on this. If you want to have a conversation about should he have been there or not, that's fine. In this situation, to me, it doesn't help to play the hypothetical game, but sure, why not? And I can even understand, from a certain degree, the argument of the Rittenhouse's race itself. You know, if he was black, would he have gotten away with this? Was he Hispanic, would he have gotten away with this? That's a a conversation that I think is fair. I think there's some merit to that. But if you're going to play that game, you also have to be fair and look at something like the Anthony Coffey trial that may have you scratching your head on that narrative and do yourself a favor and go look at the results of that trial and the context of that trial. He was acquitted. Essentially, he got into a gunfight with SWAT team and he won the case. So you may have to scratch your head on that narrative and come up with something else. But I think everybody should be glad with truly the amount of justice going on in the correct way over these last few weeks. Rittenhouse, acquitted. Coffee, acquitted. Those three, and they probably more or less were racist. I'm not here to judge anybody's character, but the context of the situation and then the things, the actions that they took in the Arbery case, I'm glad those guys are guilty. Absolutely, that's justice. These are all good things, guys. True justice. 
if you don't see, I'm going to go back to this, if you don't see how, if Rittenhouse was seen as guilty, not only, number one, in the eyes uh, of a trial of his peers, but also in this mob rule society we, we live in, if he was truly found guilty, do you not think for a second that the government would not seize and use that as an opportunity for more power? If you don't see that, it's beyond me. Okay, and you could play the, the 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 authoritarian left game. You could play the 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 warhawk right game. Like, it's just simple objectivity. If you can't defend yourself, and the state presents a case against you, you are sol. Okay, I'm not. I don't even want to pretend to be a lawyer, and I could see that. If you can't defend yourself via the Second Amendment, no matter you get Alaska, Maryland, Texas, New Mexico, I don't care, wherever it is in the United States that's protected by the Second Amendment. If you cannot legally defend yourself and the state decides to bring a case against you, you, my friend, are going to jail. So guys, let's take a step back here and just let me offer you a little bit of perspective You don't think the government would take advantage of that. I, 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 I don't know what else to tell you. Just stop listening because I'm just stupid. <laughs> so, moving on to this Maxwell case. And I'm going to try to follow this. I've, I've looked at this for a very long time. I'm not going to give you a basic synopsis. Everybody knows who Jeffrey Epstein is. He didn't kill himself. Um, known as a socialite, financier, all that good stuff. Had... Many, many wealthy people come to his pedo island. It's, if you do any minuscule amount of research, you will see how the elite and Hollywood and all that stuff ties into sex trafficking and they tie into pedophilia. Um, so now Epstein's dead, supposedly, and now they're going to have this Jelaine Maxwell case, which is obviously, you know, it's way too much for the casual citizen to, to even watch, right? They have all these rules and regulations and laws and things like that. And there was an article that that on top of, you know, coming off the back of so many hot and heavy cases of the last few weeks with Rittenhouse, Coffee, um, Arbery, that, you know, we, we just, we, we shouldn't see that. Even though we see on just casual TV, sex scenes all the time. We see people getting their brains blown out on the regular, but you know that's that's just way too much. But um, so the trial is on day three now of Jelaine Maxwell, and it's in New York City. And basically, the media is already talking about alleged involvement with uh, Jeffrey Epstein's sex crimes. Uh, they've already started some cross examination of people that go under. Um, uh, pseudonyms. This girl named Jane testified and she was basically saying that she was being sexually assaulted by the age of 14, um, that Maxwell would be in the room when Epstein would assault her, um, that they groomed her for sexual activity. And then there was another guy, um, Epstein's pilot, Larry Vysotsky. He was cross-examined by the defense and basically, he testified that on Epstein's plan and included people. He started name dropping um, Bill Clinton, Prince Andrew, Donald Trump, Chris Tucker, John Glenn, Kevin Spacey, people like that. And 
he said that he never saw Maxwell or Epstein being inappropriate with a minor in 30 years. So, you know, obviously, if you've been paying me, unless I have a extreme guilt trip into this situation, I'm going to keep my mouth shut because look what happened to Epstein. You think I'm going to talk? And that's the thing, guys. It's all one big club. As George Collins said, it's a big club, and you are not in the big club. Can I give you my theory as to what I think happens? I'm going to follow this case, and I'm going to give you guys updates as it goes. But um, can I give you my theory as to what I think happens in these social circles? So this is what I think. It's kind of like the mob, right? So what I think happens is that Young aspiring people think that they're going to do good. They're going to go to Hollywood. They're going to go wherever and achieve this overwhelming amount of success. They get there, and we've all heard about the casting couch, right? The casting couch is essentially you want the job, you're going to owe me a favor on this couch, right? So they're exposed to this world already in a negative sense, but because it's their dream, because they've told so many people that this is what I'm going to do. This is my dream. I'm going to do it. I'm going for it. I'm shooting for the stars. I'm, I'm an actress. I'm an actor, whatever. They get introduced. They get this role. They start getting a little bit more notoriety to get more roles. Whether it be through their agent, whether it be through the director, somebody like Harvey Weinstein, I don't know. But they get introduced to the next level. And depending on which route you go, you can be a superstar, you could be, you know, a, a B-level star, whatever the case may be. But my point is, is that the higher up the ladder that you go, the more extreme the favor becomes or the more extreme the blackmail becomes. I think that in certain cases of these elite people, and I don't know if these people did this or not. I'm just giving you my theory. I think that there's evidence from hearsay, and there's a lot of things that connect to each other if you start doing a little bit of research that this is more than likely true, um, kind of like the whole R. Kelly thing. But then again, I'm just here to offer entertainment. I'm not accusing anybody, and if anybody thinks otherwise, I love my life. I didn't kill myself. Anyway, but my point is, is that I think as you get more notoriety and you get more famous, the favor, Patrice O'Neill talks about this before he died, great comedian, um, he says that it, he calls it the beast of Hollywood is like the further up the ladder you get, the more that you owe and the favors get worse and worse. So what I think happens is like these socialites, if they want to get to the next tier, like, Hey, you can come to the eyes wide shut party, but if you want to be like on the, on, you know, in the seats of the eyes wide shut party, you have to do X, Y, Z. In a lot of cases, what I think it comes down to, guys, unfortunately, I think it's either some type of homosexual act against their will, or I think it's pedophilia. And what I think happens is that they agree to do this act, and just to be on the safe side to make sure that they do this, I think that they get videotaped, or I think they get photographed. And that now is incentivized blackmail. So now you and I are part of a club, you know, hypothetically, that... I'm not going to say anything against you and you're not going to say anything against me because we both know the dirty stuff that we've done and it's all documented. So there's a trust built in by dishonesty and by deception 
motivation by hatred. Like, if you blackmail me, I, I'm, you're, not, you're not my friend. So, we'll see what happens. I really hope names get dropped. I hope this lady has a huge collect, you know, uh, consciousness that comes over her that just, she's like, look, I've done these terrible things. Here's the names. Here's the addresses. Here's the bank accounts. Whatever the case may be. Will that happen? Who knows? Again, it's big club. You and I are not in it. But guys, I really appreciate y'all. I hope you had fun listening to me rant and rave today. Um, you know, again, if you found any value out of this, go share, subscribe, all that good stuff. You guys know I'll put in the stuff in the, uh, the description here of how to get in touch with me if you'd like to uh, be on a future episode or if you have some suggestions for content for the next episode. But until then, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to leave off with this verse last time, but I, I posted it. That's Second uh, Corinthians uh, eleven fourteen. It says, "And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light." So again, leave you with that. Please subscribe, share if you found it valuable. Stay humble, work hard, and above all, be kind. Take care, y'all.